Carol Ofori. Weekdays, 9am to 1pm. East Coast Radio. All right, it is a Wednesday. You know Wednesday is one of my favorite days of the week, right? For various reasons. The first being that it's hump day and it's like halfway till the weekend. But the most important reason is that it's Woman Crush Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we celebrate women doing phenomenal things in different fields, um, in different generations, different everything. And we don't just celebrate us because we're fabulous and beautiful, but because we're completely trailblazing and we are crushing industries. And today is no different, okay? Today is no different. You can also watch us, by the way, on Facebook Live. So please hop onto Facebook Live. Uh, go to East Coast Radio's Facebook page and you'll be able to see us in studio. Um, and if you miss it, you can just go and look later. The, the, the footage will still be there. So today in studio with me, I have a remarkable woman originally from France, but uh, who has now become a passionate resident of KwaZulu-Natal and an asset in our conservation efforts. And she's written a book about the elephants of Tula Tula. It's a second one. I'm talking about Francoise Albi Anthony. How are you, Francoise? I'm very well, Carol, and thank you so much for having me this morning. Oh, we are so happy to have you. I mean, I've had so many different women from different walks of life with different journeys on the show, but never have I had a woman who's involved in conservation and the animals and, and all of that, which is a beautiful story. I don't even know where do we begin. Okay, let's begin with your passion for KZN, because you were born in like the south of France, darling, where we go and get our champagne and live our best lives, and you've chosen to be here. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I'm, I've been in this country for 35 years now, Yeah. and it all started uh, waiting for a taxi in London okay. in 1987, Yeah. and meeting a South African man from KwaZulu-Natal. Wow. And uh, I moved to uh, Durban in December um, 1987 wow. and then together we lived in Durban for 10 years his name was Lawrence Anthony he's very well known wow. uh, a conservationist well he, he wasn't at that time I mean we bought Tula Tula in 1998 right. and that's where the whole adventure started we got the elephants in 1999 and uh, we got the elephants uh, they escaped you know, it was the beginning of an amazing journey yeah. with elephants right. and adventures and uh, this is uh, the whole story so uh, I've been at Tula Tula for 24 years and unfortunately Lawrence passed away in uh, uh, 2012, right. which is exactly 10 years ago. Mm. And I've been carrying on uh, the past 10 years on my own, and, wow. but with my amazing team, of course. Uh, nobody succeeded everything, anything <laughs> on their own. So that's where uh, the two books I've written come from, the past 10 years of my life uh, at yeah. Tula Tula with a little bit of the past as well. And an amazing adventure, very, uh, uh, a never a dull moment kind of life. Never a dull moment kind of life. I love it. Your passion for conservation and with special interest in, of course, the elephants and the rhinos um, in this country is, is quite touching. Uh, do you want to walk us through your work um, in doing so? Yeah, so you've, you've, you obviously are passionate about rhino poaching yes. and stopping yes. that. Yes, yes, And then yes. of course the conservation of our beautiful elephants. Yes. Do you want to walk us through the work that you do for these causes? Yes, you know, we, we, we uh, the, the, the herd of elephants, of seven elephants, which arrived in 1999 at Tula Tula, were uh, a problem herd. And they were problem elephants. They were... Uh, uh, Escaping, they were escape artists, <laughs> and they proved it to us actually. Wow. After 24 hours of uh, arriving at Tula Tula, they escaped. Oh my god! And gosh. it took us one week 
to find them. Can you believe that you can lose seven elephants wow. in the Zululand bush? And Lawrence and I, we were looking for them for quite a few days. So we've got them eventually after seven days. And uh, the, the, the beautiful story is that they were going to be put down if they tried to escape again. Be- oh, no. As it was their speciality, uh, Lawrence decided to spend every minute of his time while they were in the Boma, which means in that electrified enclosure where they had to be accustomed to their new environment and not escape again. Mm. Otherwise, it was death sentence. Mm. And Lawrence did that for 12 days. He stood by them for 12 and created an amazing, an amazing relationship with a matriarch, Nana. Mm. And uh, with communication, singing, talking to them and feeding them, of course, because they were in a small area. So this is the way it all started. And I heard of Elephant now, there are 28 of them. Wow. So they were very happy and a very, very happy herd. And we're doing everything we can to, 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 to protect them, of course, just like our rhinos. Uh, our rhino story as well is beautiful. We, we, we had adult rhinos. And the last one got poached in uh, 2009. And then we got after that two little orphan rhinos, Tabo and Tombi, who are absolute legends at Tula Tula. And uh, we're doing everything to protect them as well. And uh, and uh, um, they, they were, um, for example, Tabo was one day old when he was found wow. uh, in the bush uh, somewhere. His mother had been killed. And uh, he thinks he's a human. He's, <laughs> he's got a little bit of an identity problem. So it's, it's quite fun. And yeah. in my book, I mean, there are lots of stories and everybody loves Tabo. He thinks he's human, so he, he, he wants to be not close to humans all the time, which is a bit of a problem right. for a two and a half ton <laughs> right rhino. Up. But uh, right. people fall in love with our animals because, number one, they, vote. they all got names. Yeah. They all got an identity. They all got... Uh, personality just like us humans you see oh. this is something you realize when you come to Tula Tula you realize that all our wildlife uh, has got a specific character identity name I love so that on. I love that uh, Francoise the book the book the book let's talk a little bit about the book um, this is a beautiful story the Tula the, the elephants of Tula Tula please tell us more about this book well, it's a book about, uh, it's a, it's a follow up of uh, my first book, uh, The An Elephant in My Kitchen. Okay. Which talked about the first couple of years, uh, first years uh, after Lawrence passed away yeah. and uh, how I uh, showed that I was really thrown into the deep end uh, of conservation without having much knowledge because I was dealing with the hospitality side of uh, of uh, Tula Tula and when Lawrence passed away I had to, uh, I had no choice right. uh, just to get into it. Uh, so that's this book, The Elephant of Tula Tula. It's, a, it's an interesting uh, uh, book about all the challenges that we've had to go through above uh, all during COVID for example. Yes. And how we survived COVID and uh, and uh, how much I realized there's a secret to survival is the ability to adapt right. to a new situation because you see when you go to game reserve you can't just uh, lock the door and mm. go you've got 50 employees plus a whole security team and you've got animals that you've got to carry on protecting because poaching went right up as well during uh, really? COVID yes so we had many challenges we had uh, mining threats as well people wanting to call to mine uh, uh do mining of coal at Tula Tula. I mean, uh, and then we had, uh, uh, and then there was a terrible uh, KZN uh, uh, riots as well mm. in July uh, 2021. So, I mean, we've had a lot of challenges and a lot of things. But I mean, the, the, the important thing, 
Challenges like that make you creative. We had no choice but to survive, so we had to adapt. And I had to carry on paying my employees. I, I wasn't going to let them go home, and, mm. and, and, and I had to carry on protecting my animals. So, uh, for example, I uh, created a, an adoption system, an adoption program, and I looked around me. What have I got? I've got elephants, I've got uh, rhinos, I've got giraffes, I've got all hippos. They all got names, even my hippos, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, my, my, my rhino, um, Mona, Lisa, etc. So I um, decided to put them for adoption. And then that was a huge success. And then when I saw that it was such a huge success, I looked even further around me and I saw I've got game rangers. And I put my game rangers for adoption. And it oh. was an amazing success. I sold them all. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, all these, and thanks to the donation of wonderful people all around the world, wow. we were able to survive uh, because it took a long time before we started uh, taking off. So I think the book describes a little bit all the fun side as well. Of uh, because you've you got to take everything with humor as much as you can. But I mean, uh, you know, like we had to help the local communities as well to survive because I mean, the rural communities were really battling mm. during COVID. And that was really an eye opener to what's actually happening. Um, but anyway, so it, 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 so it went very well. We survived. And, and, and it talks about all the challenges, all the difficulties we went through. And, and the end is a happy ending with all the great success which were achieved even during uh, the pandemic, which was extraordinary because, uh, um, so this is uh, what, um, I mean, it's amazing to say, like the, the expansion of right. Tula Tula for the elephant habitat. You know, we had to expand because we're getting more and more elephants, so we had to expand further and further. And... Uh, uh, it showed one thing which is quite interesting that uh, challenges, pressure, uh, adversity opens the roads to new, new opportunities. That's, that's uh, beautiful. And it actually leads me to my next question. You know, you're a woman, you're doing an amazing job for conservation for, for our animals here in Africa. It's really, really beautiful. What is your advice to other women that are facing challenges right now and they just can't see past the challenge? Well, I tell you what, I think that that's so beautiful thing. There are obstacles. So don't block the path. They are the path. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. That gave me goosebumps in the moment. Obstacles don't block the path. They are the path. And they are a necessity for evolution and growth. Wow. The more challenges, the more difficulties you go through in life, wow. the more... Uh, stuff you have to go, you go through it. You don't avoid them. You go through them. You find solutions. You get creative. You make a plan. And and the other sure. thing, and and that is growth for growth and evolution. You automatically uh, get out bigger uh, once you've gone through them. And sure. I just add that, of course, passion mm. is the secret to persistence. Wow. Of course, never give up. Sure. Always. Uh, never stop learning and believe in the impossible because once you've been through all the challenges uh, in life, uh, you, you, you um, when you be on, sorry, I've lost my track of thought. Uh, <laughs> okay. When you be on the, yeah, you, you realize that the impossible can be achievable. Wow. So believe in the impossible. Absolutely. That's so beautiful because I, I mean, you, you tell your story of how COVID came and you were like, 
what do I have? What do I do? And yeah. you believed in the impossible, and today the pos- impossible is so successful. Exactly. Sure. Put your headphones on. I want to play you a voice note someone sent us. Uh, you'll, you'll only hear it once you put your headphones on. We got a, a voice note, and this is for you. Hello, Carol and Francois. Um, I actually don't have a question. I do, however, <laughs> um, want to say that I had the privilege of reading the the book, um, as well as the others um, that had been written um, by the amazing Lawrence. And um, yes, I absolutely fell in love with the elephants, and I had the absolute privilege of coming through to Tula Tula. Um, and spending four nights there many moons ago. And it was just so amazing um, to go through on the drives when we were able to spot the elephants and to see beautiful Frankie and Nana and um, all the amazing elephants and, and just, you know, watching how the herd have grown from, you know, the this, this small group they were um, to this beautiful big um, herd that you now have gracing the beautiful plains of KZN. Um, so I just want to send so, so much love to the beautiful elephants of Tula Tula that feel like they're an extended part of my family. <laughs> so there you have it. I mean, I'm getting um, messages here of just how inspirational you are. Uh, and I just want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, the book's available all leading stores, all leading yeah. bookstores. All of them. All yeah, leading yeah, yeah. bookstores. Mm-hmm. The book is called The Elephants of Tula Tula. And of course, you can visit Tula Tula as well up on the North Coast. Jeez, it was absolute pressure, uh, pleasure meeting you, uh, Francois. Thank you so much for coming through and doing what you do. It's really remarkable. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it, guys. I still have goosebumps from that. The obstacles are not the obstacles. They are the path. Carol Ofori, weekdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.